Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Bald Face Truth. BFFT. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with a bald faced truth. Sarah, better uh, scene in a uh, in a poker movie than Matt Damon and Teddy KGB in Rounders, John Malkovich in Rounders, and in, in that in that final scene where. Uh, he tell he lets Teddy know that he's he knows his tell. Is there a better scene than that? I don't know if Bruce Barnum's a movie guy. Dan Lanning's a movie guy. Jonathan Smith not so much. You know I covered Jerry Tarkanian, the uh, legendary basketball coach. He told me he did not want his assistant coaches to be good golfers because he didn't want them on the golf course. He wanted them out recruiting, coaching. But are movies different? Like, is it okay? Like, is it okay if football coaches watch movies? They're on planes. Can't be football all the time. Bruce Barnum joining us. Portland State football coach. Season finale for Portland State. uh, You know, went well. You look at their season as a whole. I want to evaluate it. They beat Northern Colorado on Saturday on the road. 27-23 is the final. Barnum here to talk about it. Congrats on the win. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks for having us on the on the Barnum finale. You know, this is a big day, right? Before Thanksgiving, you got the Barnum finale in the movie. I heard you talking. I usually don't hear that. Uh, the Oreo. Yeah. Greatest, one of the greatest scenes in the movie, poker right. movie. You watch movies at 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 this level. You watch movies. I doubt, you know, on Dan and Coach Lanning and Smitty. Are heading somewhere. You can't watch a whole movie, you know, getting off the charter plane to the hotel. But when you're driving your ass to Sacramento, you get a couple movies in. I love that. I love that. The advantage of being being on a bus versus a chartered plane. Um, Hey, how did you uh, how did you feel about the season as a whole? Four and four in conference play, five and six overall. Had to play some payday games at the beginning of the year cost you you're five and four if you exclude those two games yeah and that's what i'm trying to do here i'm trying to get rid of at least one money game i'm hoping uh president uh could you know that's one thing on the docket you know just get rid of them both i mean you want portland state to have a better record and better shot at the playoffs just get rid of them both but that's money i understand that um i the season we're very young John, I'm disappointed. I still haven't figured out why I have. You know, I understand everybody has injuries, and don't get me wrong. I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to get rid of 20 plus injuries a year. You know, this year it hit some guys. Game six, we had a huge win at Northern Arizona. You know, it's a hard place to win. Yada yada. I lost three. You know, I lost two guys for the season that were critical to us you know you look at uc davis this year they lost one guy you know it's just how it is the fcs level you're 
your depth isn't as great. But they lost one guy. They lost every game he played. He didn't play. They won every game he played. You know, he's offensive player of the year. And that number three kid for UC Davis. Yeah. And that's kind of how we are. I got a kid who's on the uh, top 15 running backs in the country, and and he, we lose him. Anyway, I have to stay healthy. You know, next year's going to be a different schedule. Eight teams that are ranked right now, six that are in the playoffs, plus two FBS. So ready to go. But I, we sat down. We were already on. I met Friday uh, before, even before the game. Um this week just on our off season i think we're athletic we have the athletes uh i need to get them mentally ready tougher and i need to get them bigger stronger i want to look like everybody else you know i want our linebackers to look like real linebackers our tight ends to look like real tight ends. you know that's my goal so um what i think of the season i want to win more games uh, i think if we get one two more which uh, we're winnable. I think if we had people, we still fought in them. We're in the playoffs, but we're not. So, planning for next year. Which game, when you look back at the season, haunts you, or do you say, "Gosh, I'd I'd like to replay that one"? Idaho State, Davis, those two. You know, um, uh, games that we don't get me wrong. I mean, I. My third string tailback told me Thursday he couldn't play, so we probably should have changed the game plan for Idaho State, knowing that I was all of a sudden down to a freshman running back, and we like to run the ball. Um, we made those, you know, moves during the game, but we probably should have sat down Friday morning and and switched over the game, the our original game plan, but we didn't. They played well; they beat us. Um, that one in the Davis game. When you look at the ability to stay healthy, how does how do those money games factor into staying healthy? Well, this year we, we were all right in those, honestly. You know, because I made you know the people listening, the Duck fans listening, you know, saw me get a, a a snowman put on the mighty Vikes, but I did it by pulling people. You know, I, I had all these freshmen in on the second half because I wanted to stay healthy. I don't know. We're looking into it, John. I think it's nutrition. I, I think a lot goes into it, you know. Uh, right now I got uh, got a, I bought a used freezer from my neighbor, and we got that in the football office, and that, my guys are my nutrition bars on Crustables, you know. Um, bought it to Mighty Costco, and I just, I'm trying to make it work, but I, I have to get better at it. And I think the nutrition side, along with the weight room, we have to prepare for a 12-game season and keeping people healthy. What happened to your voice? You know, I, God bless America. I've been drinking. Right now I got a cup of hot coffee, you know, trying to get it normal. Um, you know, when you're down in the fourth quarter with six minutes to go <laughs> yeah. against a team that's got the donut, you know, you kind of, you know, you got to fire up the troops a little bit here, you know. And I might have lost it on a on a, a windy field, Nottingham Field, and Sherwood Forest over there in Colorado, but it works. So, you know, we don't need it for thanksgiving everybody's gone anyway so how does it like give me an idea uh, winning the season finale versus losing the season finale it, it's a big shift of mindset isn't it 
It is because you're leading in the off season. We talked about it before the game. You know, um, we made it into November. Still had a chance at the playoffs. We lost out. Now it's time. This one's going to catapult us into the off season. You know, with these pups I got, um, that I'm going to be we're going to be counting on. So um, that part of it was huge. It was an upside. You know, somebody. I don't know. Somebody said, "Oh, that's an ugly one." I said, "The hell it is. That's a win." You know, and so that leading into the off season is is what we needed. On your staff, there's always turnover. There's guys that are going to be looking at other jobs and have opportunities. How do you keep continuity at a place like Portland State when you know that guys on your staff have ambition? <clears throat> well, I treat that differently, and it, you know. I try to help them out. I know what this is. I, uh, some, a lot of people, guys have worked here that are at better jobs now. I've helped them move on. I see that that is my job uh, as a head coach at Portland State. You know, I'm not at you know um, Oregon, Oregon State, where I can keep them. I have the money to keep them, so I have to be choosy. You know, I I can put my ducats into one or two to try to keep them here. That's how I try to keep the continuity. And then then coach up the young coaches that we get through. I, I lose about four or five a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's just, it is what it is. So I try to help them out and get them yeah. somewhere. I got, I got some guys scattered right now already. It's pretty cool. The, uh, you know, the whole idea that recruiting has changed Give me a sense of how recruiting has changed for you as it pertains to, you know, you got some programs in your conference that are telling kids, hey, come play for us. I'll get you to a, get you to a power five. You know, are you having those conversations now? Has it changed at all or is that, you know, it's too early to say? Well, I work on the flip side of it. I'm not going to approach it that way. Um, I'm on the side of trying to get those kids. Um, I had one young man come in today. You know, he's going to have his degrees to has a year left, and he's going to jump the portal. You know, good for him. Shook his hand, thanked him for everything. And um, uh, on the flip side, then I walked into a room, um, and I and the window's about to open heavy after next weekend, after rivalry weekend. Right now, it's so grad transfers and junior college. I walked in the room and I watched uh, six uh, fresh guys, you know, um, that are out there either in the portal or grad transfers. You know, I think I said no, 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 yes, and we're moving on that guy. And um, so uh, we're we're playing it that way. I'm not uh, selling as a way to get there because those guys are going to come anyway. Uh, uh, excuse me. They're going to come, if they like my guys, they're going to come shop. I can't stop that, you know. Um, so why fight it? Control what I can control. Is it made it harder? Because Tom Brady, I want to play something Brady said today, uh, this week, about the NFL. And he's kind of, he's you know, maybe he's an old guy who's looking back and saying the game isn't what it used to be. But yeah, listen to what Brady said. I want to, I want to get your take on this. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, 
is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way, and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Brady, is he an old man on his lawn, or is <laughs> is he spitting truth about the fact that maybe players are not developing like they used to? Uh, I, you know, he's in a different world as far as the development of players. I do know that once guys get to the NFL, they're already pretty damn developed. Um, they've had outstanding coaching. You know, the ones that come and have impact right away from what I see come from great programs, you know, that have coaches, plenty of coaches with a lot of knowledge, and they prep them for whatever position they're going to enter in the NFL. Um, a lot of the head coaches have relations with the NFL, so they, you know, what do you need? What does this guy need to work on? How, how can I help this kid? I know this has been done. Um, to prepare him for your level, yada, yada. But then you get the other guys who come in, maybe from programs with not as many coaches, um, you know, not the help or the coaching that a guy can have, so he's more green. Um, as far as, um, you know, development. And those are the guys you see maybe not produce until they get to the second team. The first team that takes them, develops them, uh, then they, you know, put them on the practice. They got picked up by somebody else, and then they thrive because they've had umpteen coaches on that NFL staff with a ton of experience and knowledge and expertise get that kid ready. But then the, the... guy three years down the road, you know, gets the profit of that, if that makes any sense. And then Brady, I mean, what's he talking about? He's not developed. He's developed, but I went to – I've been to two NFL games in my life, and one of them was watching him because I knew his backup quarterback. He's a max protect. I mean, don't get me wrong, he can throw the ball like anybody. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks uh, in in the world, but – uh, the side I, the part I found interesting, he's talking about getting hit and how to take a hit. I mean, that guy, uh, he he did not want to get hit from what I saw, which no quarterback mm-hmm. does. But when he did, he'd get up and he's chewing somebody's ass. I guess that's developing your your own life. Yeah, he's coaching his guys. Bruce Barnum with us, Portland State coach. Uh, rivalry game, Oregon, Oregon State this week. I don't know how much of the Beavers you saw, but you saw a lot of the Ducks. And, you know, I'm kind of wondering from an emotional standpoint, maybe you could speak to this. Oregon is playing to get into the conference championship game. Oregon State's playing for, you know, to keep Oregon out of the conference championship game. Uh, Psychologically, end of the season game like that, um, what comes to your mind when I bring that up? Um, They always say, I mean, I hear it, you know. uh, rivalry game, you know, records don't matter. Well, maybe they don't for the first maybe two or three series, you know, because you're riding an, uh, an emotional hurricane if you're the underdog. Uh, but after that, if a team is crisp and on, you know, 
on point and rolling, I think that takes over. You know what I mean? Um, where's it at? Oregon, Autzen Stadium. At Oregon. And that yeah. team, I mean, I heard they put 80-plus on a team this year, you know, and they've been rolling ever since. I think they're getting better. <laughs> I think Oregon State is who they are. They're a bulldozer that's going to hit you in the mouth, you know. Um, they're not built to score a bunch. Now, the Knicks crew, they're, they're built to, they can point put some up on you if you want. Not like they did me because Oregon State's defense is a hell of a lot better than I put on the field. But um, Oregon's rolling right now. Oregon State's playing very well. Uh, but uh, they're also coming off an emotional loss, I think. And I, yeah. I haven't, my, my DVR you know what that is, right? The thing yeah, that takes I, you, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. Kiss my grits. I come home. I'm gonna watch Oregon State Washington, right? Yeah. I get home and it's not on the the it's not on the darn DVR. I've <laughs> never been so pissed in my life. Anyway, but I know they lost, and I saw a couple things. They had a fumble series, and they're back and forth. Yeah. I know they're gritting their teeth over that one, and. They snapped the but, ball. The, the big play was the on special teams. It, you know, the snapper. It was wet, and they snapped the ball over the head of the punter, and or Washington got a safety. That's the difference. Oh, was in the game. that the safety? Yeah. Oh, ouch. punter had punter had to kick it out of the back of the end zone to avoid a touchdown, and that's that. And see, you know, I didn't you, know that because I couldn't watch a damn thing. So that's too. Well, I mean, here's what happened in the second half, though. Oregon State got the ball to start the second half. And went on a ten-minute drive, scored a touchdown, but didn't give the ball back to Washington. Like Washington hardly played in the second half. Did not score in the second half. Really? And see, that's the bulldozer. I didn't even know that. That's the bulldozer I'm talking about that Smitty's bringing down to the Green Stadium. And you know, you, you enter the Emerald City, and you got those guys flashy-ass uniforms, and they're coming after you. And right now, they're click, they're clicking. And the mighty Knicks, I mean, he can, what they have him doing, they can put some up on you and they can go fast and keep you off balance. Um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm guessing Smith's I think game or, plan. I think, or, I think Oregon's the better team. But what you were about to say, Smith's game, you'll well, guess he's gonna is. Keep, he, he's going to keep Knicks off the field. And, and, and he's got the. He's got the team to do it. He's got the offense to do it, you know. He probably wants to win that game 14 to, to 10, you know. Um, and he can do it. I mean, he just did it against Washington. He's got, a, I think, a hell of a defense. Um, but to be able to do that, that's got to be what they do. And then, you know, hope the ball slips their way once or twice in special teams just as far as the turnover battle, you know, and finish drives in the red zone and, I mean, they'll be fired up for it. I mean, like I said, Oregon State beat them last year, didn't they? Yes. Ran yeah. the ball 18 times in a row to finish the game and uh, overcame a 17-point fourth-quarter deficit to win the game. Yeah, yeah. See, so the, the confidence is there. Uh, that'll be a fun game. I'm going to make sure my DVR right. gets out one. There you go. Bruce Barnum, a, uh, thank you for coming on all season long. We'll get you back on. Here in the off season, get your guys stronger. I recommend picking up weights. Pick them up, put them down. Good. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Sean. Okay. Appreciate it. All right. Take care of that voice too. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. There he goes, Bruce Barnum, Portland State coach.
Um, he's coming back for another year. I uh, spoke with officials at Portland State uh, a couple weeks ago, kind of gauging the temperature. And what I gathered from the administrators at Portland State was that they are they are well aware of the obstacles that not having a home football stadium create for a Big Sky Conference program. Vote of confidence from John Johnson, the athletic director for Bruce Barnum. Barnum, uh, this season, obviously they lost to Oregon, demoralizing loss to the Ducks, 81-7 to to start the year. But you, uh, you look at the totality of his season, 5-6 and six overall, and you go, okay, the Wyoming, the Oregon games, he's got to play them. He's playing against teams that, you, you know, they, these two things just do not look the same. Um, he goes five and four in the other games. I thought it was an all right season. I think, I think there were two games they could have won. It would have made it a really good season. The Idaho State game was puzzling to me. They lose it at home, and then UC Davis. And the funny thing is, it was like the Hawkins family. You know, the Dan Hawkins and his son coach UC Davis and Idaho State, and those were the two games that cost Bruce Barnum in Portland State this season. Uh, coming up at 5 o'clock, we'll have the 5 at 5. And at 5.20, Jonathan Smith, Oregon State football coach, will be with us to talk about the Civil War. Does he really want to win 14 to 10? We interrupt this podcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.